what it is today. What do you mean by Friday Junior? I've never heard that before. <laughs> well, Friday Junior is Thursday. It's the pre-Friday is what we call that. So get ready for the weekend is what's going on, okay? That's, that's what we got going on, DK. It's Friday Junior, man. We're here for a good time. I guess so. We got a whole lot of uh, we got a whole lot of input already. People come in early before the show, and they get really engaged in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's part of the fun here because the show actually goes up. It's posted, so to speak, about 15, 20 minutes beforehand. Yeah. And then at this point, they start trying to figure out who's responsible for us being a couple minutes late. <laughs> Oh, do we do we put blame on anybody, DK? Is that what we're gonna do? No, nah, man, it's a team effort. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I got something that's super interesting, man. Is 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 very interesting. If you want to start the show, we can go ahead and do that. Yeah, DK. let's let's do that. that. Let's let's start the show. Yeah, All we'll I'm seeing here is a whole bunch of mocking. Yeah, they're mocking you, man. And I, I'm gonna be real with you. I had this canister. It's red, and it was full of gas. Uh oh. I kind of flamed. A, I kind of threw some gas on the flames, DK, in case oh, you saw it. Yeah, I sent them after you. Oh, no. <laughs> they were ready to rage, man. They, they did. They were in here. I got us, though. You ready? Yeah. Oh, that was... No one is going to accept that as being any kind of bell. That was I, so bad. That, see, that's what I get for jumping out in front of everything. Oh. Your future bell. My future bell. And uh, I talked about that earlier, too. I'm coming to get that bell, DK. Wow, Teresa. That's that's actually pretty crazy, DK. You know what? Better late than never, right? Better late than never, man. I uh, guess. I guess. It is, man. Yeah, I sent them <laughs> after you, though. Yeah, now I got them going after you here over your terrible bell ring. It was worst ding ever. Weak bell. You know what? I can do another one. There That's you go. Very better, nice. Right We're there. not doing a song again, though. There's 10 days between right now and when the Steelers kick off against the 49ers. Some of the vibes seem to be changing regarding the prognostications, I think, for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I haven't seen how that's affected the betting line because – Honestly, those are the ones that kind of matter the most because they, well, they they're putting their money on it. Yeah, and it's when anybody can say, "I predict this." Okay, where's your money? Yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about that for a little bit, DK. Uh, and speaking of just putting money where your mouth is, too, a little bit when we're talking about these projections and how this team is going to look, I saw something, man, on social media at first. It was very interesting. I get most still news that have come by present future guys past guys that we've had and this was actually from um the rams gm did you see that quote from him no talking about uh kevin dotson one man's trash is another man's treasure you want to know how they got what was it a fifth round pick out of him dk or or, they uh, they really value him that's how said they tried to get him all preseason they tried to get Kevin Dotson all preseason. Imagine that, DK. And that means Omar played him too, because Omar's holding on. He's saying there's Omar saying uh, they're saying sixth round, sixth round, sixth round, and Omar says fifth, or you're not getting them. <laughs> yes, yes, DK. They tried to get them all preseason long. It was actually on their website too. After I end up clicking through, I had to make sure it wasn't spam of anything like that. But he comes out and says, yes, we tried to get him most of this preseason. That says a lot about what other teams value, guys that you're just ready to toss to the wolves a little bit, DK. Well, hang on. You're the 11-year left guard. Couldn't it just be that he's a better fit for what they want to do as an offense? They could. They want to protect their guy. They want to be able to protect their their, their quarterback and run the ball. So you got to think the years that they were good, they no, had one I, of I the- mean specifically, though. Spe- like there might be something where the, he – where Dotson doesn't fit in Pittsburgh, but he does in Los Angeles. Do you follow me? Yes, I agree with that. What that is, because I don't know the ups and downs of the Rams offense, I can't say, but I do know they have an aging quarterback. They want to protect DK. I will say this too. I know that sometimes scheme is a lot better suited 
four guys in different offenses, and maybe that's, that's the case for Kevin Dotson. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Levi comes in with a $4.20 contribution in honor of his own 42nd birthday. Happy that's birthday, awesome. uh, Levi. I, I hope Dotson does well. I, I, I just I like seeing over these last oh boy I want to say these last three weeks I, I really like a lot of the positive vibes that are around the team in general everything they do seems to be well received both by the fan base uh, and by people on the outside so yeah. to speak you know and all of a sudden you're starting to see these your pick to click, you know, your number yeah. one breakout player is Kenny Pickett, your number one, whatever. Else. And it, it seems that there's like more attention again, not that that stuff matters, but it contributes to the positive vibe of the existing fan base because they think it matters. And that in turn translates. Do you follow? It's it, just a good vibe. Public perception, DK, matters a lot, okay? I've seen guys get by because of stuff like that, man. And you're absolutely right. Sometimes us being too close to the scene is actually worse off for us. Like, you have to take a step back sometimes and evaluate and view. And that's why I also said when it comes down to this being everything that the Steelers did in this preseason, just put that in a plastic bag and just hopefully it gets ripe like some peaches or something, okay, to where it turns into something down the line. That's what I'm worried about now. This team has shown that it can compete. It should compete, and it has enough talent to also, DK. And now some of the voices are saying certain things. I've seen still some guys saying the Steelers just finished fourth in the AFC North. I've seen where some are saying, hey, Kenny Pickett is going to be nice. One thing I do respect is this, though, seeing football players – people that evaluate tape and film, DK, they give credit. When those dudes talk, I tend to listen to them a little bit more when it comes down to the way they evaluate guys, man. And I've seen some players come out and say, this team could be real. They're not saying they're going to be real. They could be real, DK, and I like that. Yeah, it's never a comfortable feeling uh, picking a team that was 9-8, and eight, didn't make the playoffs to, to blow up. You know, yeah. to, to become the next to ne the next significant thing. And it's doubly true, I think, in a division like the AFC North, where it takes a whole lot of scrapping and clawing and everything else, regardless of how good you are. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And uh, this is um, the AFC North is almost like the casino in a sense, right? Like you go in and you might win, but you can never predict what kind of day you're going to have. Like we, you've seen us lose some games too. Cleveland, we weren't supposed to lose, right, DK? Mm -hmm. You've seen Baltimore come into Pittsburgh. Come on, man. <laughs> you saw a tie. I'm on a screen with somebody who was part of that tie. I still don't know how to feel about that. I, you, you had no answer for me that day. Sitting had, in that corner in Cleveland, and I come back, and you just go. <laughs> I had no idea. But that is very unique, though, DK, when it comes down to – these experts, analysts, commentators that, that talk about who's going to win the AFC North. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. Are we one of the stronger teams? I'd like to think so. Could we finish last in the AFC North too? Yeah, we could. Is Cincinnati that legit? They're more stable. I'll say that, right, DK, and, 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 and that they've shown as of late. They are as stable as I've seen Cincinnati to be. I seek Luke Vanderpock come in and say the Browns will always be the Browns. You say that, but they will play the teams in the North really, really tight. They always do, DK. I don't count them out until we beat them or until they tell me on the field, hey, man, I'm just trying to make it to South Beach. I don't want to get hurt this evening. I'll tell you what, guys. I'm seeing a whole lot of really good questions come in, and I'm, I'm giving them these little stars that puts them into the list Yeah. Uh, of of what happens uh, you know, here along the show. And I, I just want to get to the main stuff. Let's just do that. Let's do that, DK. I'm game. All right. Yeah, gonna, absolutely. Let's, let's do the only segment that matters. And that's Hey Moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. 
Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And this program is always brought to you by our good friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. They have three expert chefs fine-tuning every detail so that every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Let's get started with the only segment that matters. Uh, some pretty good stuff today here. We're going to start with John who says, hey, Mo, did anybody actually call you Big Ragu or was that just a Craig Wolfley thing? Um, Craig and, and Tunch did. They did in conversation. They did all the time. Uh, when they see me, it was more big fella, you know, stuff like that or, or 7-3. Um, not necessarily. I was always Moan. To almost everybody, even Coach T, was just moan, man. Nah. That's all I heard. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear any big ragu in the locker room here. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue either. It doesn't. Most fans <laughs> or people who was trying to interview me would call me the big ragu they, because they look up my Wikipedia and uh-huh. stuff like that, but never in, in person. Uh, but if I'm in a stadium, they will say some stuff like that always. Tim King says, hey, moan. Will Joey Porter Jr. start against the 49ers? I'm going to go no. Um, you got Pat Pete over there. I got Pat P. I got Pat P over there. I'm going to go no again. I, we had this conversation yesterday. I think we were slow to go when it comes down to jumping out there with offensive linemen and corners. That's my contingency. I'm okay with him playing. Man, if he plays 20 snaps on defense, DK, or if the offensive sets acts for him to be out there, he would be out there nickel. Or something like that. 20 reps would do it for me, DK, more than anything. Mm -hmm. 20 to 25. James says, hey, Moan, what do you think will be the priority in winning the 49ers games? Is it field position or winning the turnover battle? I'm not worried about the turnover until they become a problem. So let's X that one out. It's field position. DK mentioned it the other day. I might have been uh, last week when we were pre, you know, just talking about them. Mm -hmm. Um, They got some weapons defending every blade of grass, as Coach Tomlin liked to say, is going to be crucial against this team. I'm not going to downplay Brock Purdy. You hear me, guys? Not even a little bit, simply because he efficiently runs their offense. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And he he might meet with some resistance on that over the next nine days, but okay. Well, that's where I'm at right now. He efficiently runs that offense, uh, but you got to look at Debo. You got to look at Christian McCaffrey. Yes, you The wide do. receiver core. The left tackle is one of the best in the world, and when you have a guy like that, getting to the quarterback is going to be crucial, which is why I'm glad we got guys, four rushers, that can try to get after him, DK. They got some deficiency, if I'm not mistaken, at the, at the other spots in the O-line, but they are a – their offense reminds me of a college-style offense. It's quick handoff, option, throw the ball types of things that they're usually doing. Defending the grass is going to be huge against this team. So you'd say that it's a Saturday-ish offense. Yeah. <laughs> An efficient Saturday-esque off. I thought we were past that thing, okay? <laughs> I thought we were past the Matt Canada drops out here, dog. This guy is responsible purely for this offense. Looks kind of like butthead, doesn't he? He does look (laughs) like kind of a butt. (laughs) Or um, yeah, he he kind of looks like him a little bit, man. Golly, or some random cartoon character, which I guess it is. (laughs) He said, he said, Trucker James says, "Hey, Moan, the offense looked unstoppable in the preseason. Are you concerned that this young team hasn't seen any adversity?" Yet, Trucker comes in with a $5 contribution that's appreciated. That is one of the things. You you have to be hardened. You have to be hardened. You have to come back from uh, games that you're down by 7 to 10 points, potentially. You got to be able to drive the length of the field at the end of the first half to get either a field goal or a touchdown, preferably a touchdown. I am concerned not worried when it comes down to what this team is capable of when they get to those points but i will say this hearing some of the echoes that have come out of that locker room those guys know and understand that they also know and understand that look this won't be an easy ride for us like i said i mentioned george pickens the other day saying he doesn't want to just be known as the deep ball guy when it comes down to his skill position right as far as wide receiver he wants yak I think those are the things that have to happen. 
I don't worry about it as much. I'll say this. If Kenny shows he can deliver certain passes too, if he does that, I'm okay with them overcoming that versus because you know this, DK, most teams will love to just simply stop the run, right? They want to mm-hmm. run and force the quarterback to throw the ball. If we don't have to worry about Kenny Pickett delivering the ball down the field and careless turnovers, then I think they will overcome adversity because that's what happens in these moments. Those quarterbacks get real confident in themselves. Right. When it comes time for you to, hey, I can deliver this ball. This is nothing. Look at this ice in my veins. That's because they're confident in their throws. Yeah. That that that's very, it's very easy to convince me on that count. It is. I'm, I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to trash Brock Purdy. He came in and he had success. Yeah. Quarterback's number one job is to come in and have success. And no matter how you do it or with what level of fanfare. Uh, Aloha comes in and says, DK, you're in the locker room. Did Najee Harris drop weight this year? I've seen him on the uh, Cam Hayward's podcast. He looks different. now. he's not different. He's not different. No, he's Najee has, has understood after I think a little bit of, soul searching yeah. uh, body frame searching or whatever that he's going to be a power running back in this league. He does not need to apologize to anyone yeah. for not breaking off the 62 yarders or anything. He's going to do things in this offense that theoretically the other two can't do at least not consistently. Uh, and that means getting you the hardest, toughest yards that are available. And look, it, not that doesn't mean that Najee should be held to a different standard for yardage. Yeah. He's got to be producing consistently six, seven, eight yards, those kinds of, you know, yeah. push through, get some first downs, get some unexpected first downs in longer distance situations. Uh, that really, Moan, doesn't it just to the opponent, doesn't that just say, ah, oh, God, it, it buries them. Day. I, and I'm going to reference this in a way that an offensive lineman would. When you have a running back getting you three, five, six, four, Exhausting. another two, but this is what happens. The big boys up front start to lean on you. That defense gets a little tired. They're tapping their heads trying to come out of the, come out of the game. Coaches will tell you this all the time. We don't move unless y'all move up front. And they mean that. Although the quarterbacks get all the love, they absolutely mean it because, as Joshua Dobbs just said right here, no reference to the quarterback, beat down the defense. And we, we can pace ourselves on offense a whole lot better than the defense can because, a little educational moment, defensive players have to all run to the ball. They have to exert way more energy within a confined space than offensive players do. And in those situations, coach, we got four yards of pop. Keep running. If you see offensive linemen looking at the sideline do this, Run that play again. It works. The Williams family comes at us from the uncle's table here, which is that's a lot of people to put at a single table. <laughs> Do you think Jalen Warren will win the running back number one spot? If not, you have to get hurt. Uh, he's basically saying, will he win it or is Najee going to get hurt? Listen, we had this conversation before, Williams family. Uh, appreciate you checking us out, by the way, too. There is a separate table for you. Uh, you can come in our room, grab a, a, a cup. It may have a beverage of your liking. You don't have to not be, you don't have to be a member. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to not be a member. There are subscriptions handed out all day, man. Get, get over here with us, man. Get away from that uncle table. Uh, but now oh, you're, you're referring one. to accepting gifts. Okay, yeah, accept that's the, gift. the table. Be- yeah, you have member, to make man. sure that they're turned on. We have people, yeah. including today. I think Teresa came through. Where's well, 15 given before the show started today? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, DK. we're going to put those up here on, on the screen here uh, at the first opportunity. But uh, to answer his question, though, DK, yeah. Najee's your number one running back. Sure he is. You, you got one of the best running backs in the world. There is no reason to pit one against another, okay, when it comes down to what they're capable of doing. It's okay to have two guys, one that can spare another, but one that may be able to close out a game. Najee is going to be – your RB1 when it all boils down. DK, if it's fourth, if it's third and one, who's potentially getting the ball more times than not, DK? Oh, yeah, it's 22. It's 22 all day. Yeah. That's your answer when no, it boils down. With no foolishness either, by the way. No misdirection, nothing clever. I'm just going to turn around and give him the ball. And and more times than not, y'all saw him in the third game. He turned on. He turned it on. So let's not play that public perception game that Najee's not your running back one just because Jalen comes in and gets you those spare yards like that. 
Yeah, don't everybody's worried about these number ones and twos and threes and whatever. I, I understand that it does matter in terms of snap distribution and so forth, but it's way more situational, Moan, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, isn't it about the score? Isn't it about it's like they're not saying, hang on a second, we need to give Najee some runs here because he's the number one running back. No, it's just like we need to eat some clock here. We got a we got a 17 point lead. What are we doing? Yeah. And and I will guarantee you this, man, considering how our history has been with uh considering how our history has been with the running back position, let's be honest, we've gotten them in and gotten them out, right, DK? Mm-hmm. We would have loved to have Lev around for maybe two, three more years. You never know how that would have turned out, essentially for his career and our team in general. But injuries happen, trying to find a sustainable backup. D'Angelo Williams was probably the best one that he had, right, DK? Absolutely. But, and, it, or, and all Coach Tomlin preached was what? Get Lev to the postseason. Get Lev to the postseason. I'd almost guarantee you this, too. A lot of running backs are probably looking around like, why do I have to have 25 reps of games, too, if they're not going to pay me the same? Why mm-hmm. not spread this out? Lev was getting like 35. And he, to his credit, he wanted all of those, too. He did. Then he was hurt in the New England game. Luke there. says, hey, Moan, what do you think will be the toughest challenge against the 49ers? The Niners are surely going to expose a weakness that the Steelers have, especially after that. And he puts it in quotes, flawless preseason. I, I totally agree. I, I'm I'm not just saying this because of the $10 contribution, which is appreciated. But Luke brings up a couple of points. The only team that had an opportunity to expose the Steelers defense yeah. or even the offense was Buffalo. Yeah. And the Bills came here. And if we're being honest here, they played like crap. Yeah, they did. They committed 100 penalties. They were jittery. They had no communication, no poise, no nothing. Okay? They're not going to be that bad. So I don't feel like somebody – I'm not taking away what the Steelers did, either against the Bills or against uh, the Buccaneers and the Falcons. I'm just saying that Luke is right. Yes, he is. Uh, And I'm I'm pulling up their depth chart right now, y'all. Don't, San Francisco's? San Francisco's. Mm-hmm. I have it pulled up. Don't let what we did in, in the preseason. I'm not trying to be a killjoy or wet blanket or anything like that. But that first game of the year is going to be serious, y'all. Like, there's a guy on their team by the name of George Kittle we hadn't even mentioned once yet. That defense has to find somebody to cover him also. And yeah, of course, who's doing that? I, I mean, hopefully <laughs> we have guys. Maybe it's JPJ, but he's so young. Maybe. He's super young. Maybe it's Desmond King. Maybe, maybe it's. Maybe you make Desmond King's first job so easy. He doesn't even need to know the playbook. When you see that guy coming off the line, you follow him, period. That right there may be the task, though, DK. It's not like the head coach hasn't done that before. Who did he have assigned to Gronkowski? Come on, you remember this. It It was a corner. A sparingly used corner, and he had him line up against Gronkowski. Steve Nelson. No, no, no. And all he would do is chip him. He didn't even he wasn't it wasn't even his job was to it, DK? cover him. Um, um somebody's gonna come through with this. For it here it was not, what year was this? It was not Sean Davis. Davis would end 18? Davis ended up in the full coverage. It was somebody else. Yeah, right in that range. 2018? Yeah, somebody's okay. gonna somebody's gonna come up with this. All he did was go up to the line and just chip him, and then somebody else would pick him up. I got you. Did what was it Cody Some, Simpson ball? Somebody will who? Cody Sensenball. Was no. it him that year? No, it was not. Jeez, no, it DK. was a it was a corner. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Artie, not Joe. It was not Robert Golden. Mike it was Dangerfield. not Hilton. Morgan it was Burton. not Blake. Morgan? It was Morgan? not Mitchell. And if it was not Artie. Morgan <laughs> Burnett. We're gonna go through no it was somebody that really was not used very much. God he came from it. Cleveland. Now you're gonna remember it. He came in a transaction from Cleveland. Uh, not Brian Allen. He was actually a player in Cleveland. J.J. Wilcox. Nope. It was not Brian Allen. It was not Ross Cockrell. Freak it was DK? definitely not Joe Hayden. I said sparingly used. Brian Allen. I'm looking at the roster right now. Mike Hill and Cody Sensenball. Cam I think Sutton, he wore JJ 24. Wilcox. Now I'm really getting Cody Sensenball. It, it was Cody. Not, he wore, 10, it he wore not, 24. It was not Cody Sensenball. I, it was not Dangerfield. Oh, my God. We are literally naming every. every there it is. Who? Right there. Gilbert. Gilbert. Oh. Remember that now? 
Yes. Not Marcus Gilbert. Not Marcus. <laughs> Marcus would have a tough time keeping up. <laughs> it was him, DK. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It was Gilbert. And all he did, and he did it really well, was just go to the line and just bump him. Ship the heck out of him. Yeah. Now, I don't know that you can afford that. Do you, wow. do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I do. Because, because the, the, the 49ers have other weapons. But my point is that the that the head coach has done this in the past. He's not afraid to go gimmicky no, on no. a tight end. And by the way, everyone knocks Sean Davis for that performance. He was so good. That's hard. He was all over the guy. Yeah. Every completion. But every ball that went to Gronk was perfect, and his catches were out of this world. Yeah, and we're they all were. going, come on, Butler. Put, da, 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 da. You know? Yeah. Put Justin three people Gilbert. on him. You sent me back with that one, DK. Wowzers, man. Yeah, I didn't mean to get all random on it. Oh, no. You that you was know how solid. that is. When you're having a conversation, you want to. You want to kind of complete it. Chris Davis says, hey, Moan, do you think there's a player on the current offensive line who's Pro Bowl level this season? If so, who is it? James Daniels, just because the last James year. James Daniels has to, got to start getting attention. And you know what? I'm charging y'all to do that. Y'all can scream from the rafters above that he deserves to be out there, it okay? makes a difference. Makes it a difference. does make a difference. He had, and I'll say this, he will probably make it more because of what he did last year, too. Everybody saw the name. I saw the Steelers push that narrative out there. I saw all of those things. Who is that guy? What the heck is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm in this with y'all, man. Uh, with that being said, though, it, it would be him. I, I would definitely bet money on that. It could be him this year. And you know what? If he doesn't and they have a good year, so what? We want to thank Ramon Foster of Hendersonville, <laughs> Tennessee, for his $49.99 super sticker contribution. That I just guy. love this show. I love that this show. Man. He's, love this he's, show. he's standing behind uh behind the people here. Ryan Smith comes in with ten dollars and says, Hey Moan, which Steelers offensive lineman would you like to be time teamed up with regardless of time? I'm not sure what Ryan means by teamed up Any with era. But I think of when I think of you being teamed up, I think of who's on your right shoulder and who's on your left. Yeah. As opposed to who's at right tackle. You tell you I'm, in deep, me? I'm in deep thought on this. One, I man. see that. I'm trying to buy you some time. I know you had one guy on your right shoulder for 11 years. I guess you should very you, few exceptions. You should say excluding him. You should Ex say excluding pounce, excluding pounce out excluding of pounce. pounce. Yeah. Uh, that one guy and I played with him, but I wanted, I wish I'd have had more time with him too. Willie Cole, Willie Cologne. Or Marvell Smith. I heard so much stuff about Marvell Smith and how he set that culture, how big of a monster he was in that locker room and for that team. And Willie Colon, those two dudes right there. And I know a lot of people saying, well, what about Red? You know, what about Fanica? It's just my style is, I think, more fit for those two dudes right there. Because of the whole junkyard thing? Yeah. You're totally into that stuff. I love that. I'm going to be real with you. I mean, and Willie helped force that into us. Like, I know there's a lot of guys that get a lot of credit about How all the stuff. How the hell have you not had Willie on this show yet? He's busy like I am. Okay. He is. Trust I, me, we've that's, talked. That's still unacceptable to me. This would be the best Ramon Foster show ever. It is. And not it's, just because everybody would fill up the comments with, you know what? <laughs> with his feet. Yeah. <laughs> with his stinky feet. Uh, but but Willie Willie and I have a, a, a crazy good relationship, man. He I listen to his show on the way to work some mornings. Uh, but Willie and Marvell, because of that junkyard dog mentality. Yeah, that would that would absolutely do it for me, DK. I like that. Deontay comes in and says, should San Francisco be concerned about Brock Purdy's health, recovering elbow uh, versus karate chop master TJ Watt? Uh, the 49ers right tackle has only played 69 snaps in his mm -hmm. career. Uh, I'm going to guess that number 90 on the Steelers is aware of everything you just oh, yeah. said. And is figuratively, if not literally, licking his lips yeah. over this matchup. I don't care who you are, how talented you are. You got 69 snaps in your career, and you're lining up against TJ without help. Yeah. 
That's a long day. I don't want to hear about San Francisco's weapons if TJ's spending his whole afternoon in that backfield. That's what I'm talking about, DK. You are spot on with me, man. Uh, are they worried about him? Yeah, they should be. But Deontay, not our problem. Uh, this is the way this game goes. If he goes back and TJ swipes the way he does and he throws forward and that elbow goes back and forward and all those types of things that happen, guess what? Dub City for us, man. By the way, they're the only roster I've ever seen with two fullbacks on roster, too. They'll be the last one, too. They have two fullbacks. <laughs> They'll be on the last roster. one with H backs on the roster and I formation. S400 comes in with a 999 contribution, says, Hey, Moan, how close is Najee's running style to that of either Derrick Henry or Le'Veon Bell? It really is a mix of both when you I look at it. I was going to say, it's not either. Yeah. If you think of the, uh, if you really think of the 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 run pattern that he has, one Najee needs reps. He does right. He needs reps, uh, but he's also patient at times, like Le'Veon, and he can catch like Le'Veon too. Uh, Derrick Henry is not known for catching the ball out of the backfield as much. He's done it as of late. Uh, it's very similar though. Four thousand. It really is, man, and. Again, that's why I continue to tell you, it, as long as he stays healthy and those guys up front move the line the way they do a whole lot, you'll be fine. Reminds you of Kareem Hunt. The early one, yeah, I can put him in that box, but he really, he, he's a mix between Le'Veon and Derrick Henry, though. I want to see him break out. You talking about a big run or no, no. 1,200 I, yards? I, I want to see what I was talking about earlier. I want to okay. see 1,500. Okay, if you, you're going to be a star, it can't be in name only. You've got to come up with the production for it. You've got to be able to go out there and put your imprint on football games as a first-round running back. Okay, the all Not that he ever made excuses, but all of the outside excuses are gone. Yeah. There's holes, Moan. Yeah, There's holes. Uh, David comes in and says, Hey, Moan, where do you see any weaknesses on this Steeler squad? It's what we talked about earlier. Uh, experience. Simply put, experience. The team has to get some of that, and I'm hoping last year was some of the best experience they could have. Just really teetering on being good, being okay. Kenny getting a lot of it last year after he was named starter. Uh, finding out what Mason Cole and James Daniels is also defensively. Uh, finding somebody that when Cam and TJ go out of the games, that this defense doesn't fall off. The back end of the secondary, I actually feel a whole lot better about the defense, DK. Like, as far as the linebackers go, that's where I I, I kind of want to lay my head. And can this is another thing too? Can Larry Ogunjobi stay healthy too? I'm not yeah. saying he's injury prone. Nowhere near that because I don't ever remember him being this hurt. Other than when well, it, he initially it, it, got hurt. Yeah, I mean, it canceled his contract with yeah. the Brewers. You know, a Brewers uh, Bears Ooh, with the ba you know, and, and baseball that's, in my mind. <laughs> from that initial one, he's kind of just had some residual from that, right, DK? The, like the last couple of years, I'm hoping he can get past that. And uh, that's my hope right there. I think so. Here's some scab picking on Mike Schroeder's part. Hey, Moan, if Jesse James's catch wasn't botched, meaning by the refs, yeah, we would have won that Super Bowl, huh? We had a daggone good team. How the playoffs would have played out, um, we don't know. But us going to New England – that was a uh, that was a hard life to live going up there. I'll I'll say this too, and I hope we'll get a chance to see it live when I come up. We need to make Acershire Stadium that toxic. We do, like it is. But we, as a player, sometimes we will sit back and be like, "Okay, y'all gonna go?" Or we spoiled. That's my one honesty I had as a player. Some days it would get going. Momentum is right. But the level of being toxic the entire game when teams like the Patriots, the 49ers for a season opener. Make them hate it. Yeah. Make them hate it. Make them hate it. Uh, I got to tell you, I, we haven't talked about this at all. No. The one preseason game that was played at Akershire Stadium just now, the Buffalo game, was A, legitimately packed, which is bizarre for preseason mm -hmm. anywhere, including Pittsburgh. Because who doesn't come in for preseason games? The actual season ticket holders don't. That's true. Okay, the ones, the 40% that don't live anywhere near Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay, they give their tickets away. Yep. You've heard me criticize people for mm -hmm. doing that. Okay, 
Well, this place was packed. Now, some of that had to do with the fact that Buffalo is three and a half hours away. So some of the mafia came down, but not that much. It wasn't an overwhelming. This was a this was a fan base that showed up because they are legitimately excited by what they see because they were excited about what they saw the previous week in Tampa. And I got to tell you, for regular season, I am expecting, I am expecting to see something that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, in I, Pittsburgh, I, I see this coming up right here. I I never played in Three Rivers or visited it, uh, I, but was I, it? I, I explain that thing. I live there. It's different. It okay? was different. I mean, Three Rivers Stadium. You got to understand, Moan. Regardless of the structure and whatever else, okay? Yeah. When you walked into that concrete bowl, you did so fully expecting to enjoy every millisecond of those three hours. It was like going to an Indiana Jones movie where you just knew it was going to be a good time. You didn't care who the Steelers were playing because not only were you going to beat them, but you were going to have them being carried off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was just a just a different vibe. Heinz Field and Acrisure Stadium has only had that in in in, in spurts. In spurts. The AFC Championship game, rightfully so, was that way to me. Where I felt like the ground was shaking. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I would I would ask if you're going to this uh, 49ers game. Make it uh uncomfortable. You had it. You had it. You make it uncomfortable, it. but like make them play Renegade three, four times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, DK? Like, I want them players that actually have sticks on their freaking playlist to erase it off of it, is where I'm at with it. Pull that's great. It's actually right across the street from us. We can do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I really like that. Oh uh, man, by Anthony, the way, Anthony, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I see all the contributions coming. Thank you guys, man. Seriously, this is uh some cool stuff. We come in here and just play around and uh not play around, but have a good time with each other. You guys are super dope. I, I, I can't say that enough. I feel like I, I, I gotta say it all the time. Anthony comes in with a 1999 contribution and says, Please join me in celebrating the birth of my third daughter. This is her first time tuning in. Oh, no, poor kid. We did keep it clean today, though. We did. We did. We did. Hopefully, you'll get one of these from her. <laughs> oh, no. From he them. Andy. <laughs> in my office, DK. You doggone right, man. You got to work for those. She's excited to listen to her first game against the 49ers. I'm calling her our Super Bowl good luck charm. Congratulations, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, DK. I, I got this one right here because he's so dynamic. It's a must. We bring this one up, DK. Have you cool mm-hmm. with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jax Flex says, uh, hey, Moan, who is most responsible for covering Debo? And that means Debo Samuels, right, yeah, DK? Of course, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm not sticking that on any one individual. You can't. He is the weapon on that team. Do not get distracted Lord. by the other terrific players that they have. He is the guy. He's cold, y'all. Uh, running the ball and uh, catching the ball. Uh, he reminds me, he got juke moves like Le'Veon did with that put that foot in the ground and leave you where you stand type of things, man. A.B. type quickness when A.B. was as quick as he was. Just a hard-hitting guy also. He will come bang you, man. Uh, but, Lord, yeah, everybody. The biggest person to get him down or the biggest task to get him down, D.K., is this, uh, putting Brock Purdy on his back. I was going to say a, a lot of this that we're talking about today is we seem to have, have moved on to the subject of San Francisco's offense, which it. is no, exciting. I love itself, it, man. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's like oh yeah, ten days, right? We can actually yeah. do this now. Okay. Uh, is that you, you can you can pull the plug on everything that they're doing with a pass rush? Yeah. Okay. Everything. Nothing else matters because if you reduce Purdy's release time to what what Ben was doing in his last year, yeah, okay, yeah. where it's just snap and throw, snap and throw. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And You're this, not going to give them a chance. You're not going to give Kittle a chance to run his route. You're not going to give Debo a chance to run his route. I expect him to be just as rattled as they would try to have Kenny Pickett. He's the second-year guy, too. Okay, let's not forget, like, I don't want to act like Brock Purdy's all-world when it comes down to it either. He's still got to come in and prove it. If that right tackle's only had under 100 snaps in his entire career, that means George Kittle has to stay in and block a little bit longer. That's one less weapon out, okay? 
No, I, I just I, I think I think there's a lot. We're, we're going to be talking a lot in the coming week about the Steelers' pass rush versus the 49ers' pass pro because, as I was saying on this show a couple of weeks ago, sometimes it really can be that simple. Yeah, in terms it can of be. in terms of your analysis, mm-hmm. uh, Barry Snyder comes in with just a hello from Steelers Nation in Arizona. Yeah, and yeah. I have a, a couple of good ones here that are starred. Oh, this is just yeah. a nice thing from Mike. Uh, in addition to the contribution, says, I just want to say thank you for being the best Steelers show out there. Always excited for the next episode. Uh, guess what, Mike? So are we. <laughs> we are. This gets us going. Some people just say stuff like that, and this is, you know. Yeah, this actually gets us going, man. I enjoy this, it. This is this is a really, really cool thing here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Ju- Justin Work lets everybody know that he set up a GoFundMe. I told you that was going to happen. I know it. Uh, for yeah. Chris and Eddie, we have two members of our our regular community who are who are struggling right now and he wants to get them some merch uh justin's going to take care of that later on in the chat pay attention uh to to the super chat right there and justin if i can ask you make sure that you also put it in the comments that go under the video after we're not live that way i can pin it to the top you follow me absolutely yeah, and that's what Ryan is saying right here. I just want to send our guy Chris from yesterday some merch. Uh, Justin's got you. Y'all are Justin's best, gonna man. Take, Justin's going to take care of you. Golly. Also, you saw uh, Chris's daughter came in, Jennifer, if I'm Chris's not mistaken. Chris's daughter, her name was Jennifer. Was that You remember that? Yeah, I think yeah, it was Jennifer from yesterday. from yesterday. She said that Mr. Foster and DK. See, you get a Mr. and I don't. I mean, what do you want from me, DK? Huh? I just, I just want, you- I want some. What? Like, I got to fix my bow tie here what or you- something. What was you expecting? I mean, what were we talking Foster about? DK. <laughs> no, from Jennifer, she says, I want to thank you both for how you, how you showed my dad the love he needs at this time. I've seen some in the group that wanted to send him something. I can't, I cannot put his email address on here. Justin's going to find a way to get in touch with you. Don't worry yeah, about it. I Justin's- was going to say, or type one letter one at a time and space it out somehow. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to take care of that. Brett Caruso comes in and says, Moan, aren't you tired of the mainstream media not understanding how it works in the AFC North? Why does no one ever know who's going to win in this division? You know what? That's actually, I thought Brett was going somewhere else with this. Whoever predicts the AFC North winner correctly, whoever gets that right. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, DK. What's crazy is like once every three years, there's another division that does something similar. Like a few years ago, it was the AFC West. Now it's the AFC East. And everybody's like, who's going to win it? We have that problem every single year, man. And Brett, you're 100% correct, dog. It is one of those situations that the division is so competitive. Everybody knows each other. It's like we all grew up in a house together and everybody knows everybody's secrets. Like it's legitimately one of those moments, man, when, when we talk about the North. But that's why it's so special. It, it just is. How many times in the, in the many, many times that you guys won the division in your tenure mm-hmm. and you had those shirts on that we run the North, whatever, okay? And it's a lot. how many times were you the team that was picked at the beginning of the year? Because I think some people just like to try to get creative. They do. You don't get creative with the AFC North. No. You find out which one's got the most, which team's got the most stones. And you can't find that out until you start playing football. Until you start playing. It's it. I'm with you, Ron Smith, the best division in the NFL. It just is. Certainly uh, the toughest in the in the most literal sense. It's the toughest. Ask anybody that plays those teams. It is. And I've had conversations with people say the exact same thing, DK. Now, last one for today. Um, I had one here. I'm going to see if I can, I can find it here. Uh, Maurice Turner gets our last question for the day. He comes in with, hey, Moan. Who gets the job to watch Chris McCaffrey? Is it a linebacker or a safety? That's not a simple task either. Yeah, no. And by the way, Chris, we got to get you away from the uncle's table. That's, yeah, I mean, great. Uh, Maurice, 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 Maurice. Great question. It really way. is. We, yeah, we gotta, that should not be coming from that realm. That should yeah, be a, I know. That's way, a member level question. Way too smart right there. You're way too smart to be at the uncle's table, man. But whose job is it to watch him? Um, I would almost want to put everybody on him because here's the thing. You got to make sure your personnel is correct whenever you have a guy like him on the field. Because he will line up at running back, right, DK? Mm -hmm. And then he's going to motion out as a wide receiver. Now, the real question you got to ask yourself is, is it Quan Alexander in those sets? 
Do you absolutely trust Elandon Roberts, Cole Holcomb? Probably not. Do you put a safety on them too? We've talked about what set DK that they ran in the preseason. Oh How yeah, many one, two, three. three. Yeah, three. Not three chefs, but three safeties. And and I I have a feeling that the answer is going to be some combination of the ILBs, uh, particularly Landon Roberts. Yeah, he's a heat-seeking missile, as you saw with that one incredible. Yeah, my goodness, that incredible tackle pursuit yeah. uh, that he had the other night in Atlanta. Uh, but also because Keanu Neal can do both for you. He can. Keanu Neal, I keep, <laughs> keep forgetting him, DK, in this equation, man. Oh, no, the, he might be the guy. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. So um, he's a, a, a Swiss Army knife. With that being said, everybody has to make sure their weapon is sharp for a week like that. But I will say this. I've seen Coach Tomlin work in these situations, not to give him too much credit because Terrell Austin's in this too, right, DK? Mm-hmm. He has always been a guy that says, watch the evil genius at work. Some of our best game plans, I've seen him walk in a room with his red laser, briefing the team, telling us exactly what we're going to do, like vividly tell us, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it, and this is why we're going to win because if you guys do this right. And we go out and we do those things defensively. So he, he would Tomlin just walk in in the middle of your position, just like that. Just it's open the door. Such a this is just the, the team meeting before everybody breaks up in front of Got everybody. Okay. He lets us know what the plan is and what they're good at, and he really chops them. It's like so you're talking about Saturday. I'm t- no, I'm talking about Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, geez. Okay. He chops down a tree with the way he dissects these defenses. You. You ask any player that's played for him, he's not in his office most times, which is across from the tight end, no, the running back's room. He's in the back corner office that he has. No windows, one door. I think he's got a refrigerator with water and Gatorade. And all he does is watch film and dissect and break. Not giving, not taking away credit from Terrell Lawson. But defense is what he does. And these type of moments, he's probably salivating on. When I tell y'all that man is a nerd about defenses. <laughs> you mean it in the best way. I mean it in the best I've way. I've never heard this. That's incredible. Ask anybody about the background. He doesn't go to his office. He goes to that back corner room with no windows, next to the bathroom, with water and Gatorade in there, and a whiteboard with a film. Absolutely fantastic stuff. I've never heard this about him. And, and covered his whole career. That's incredible. Yeah, it's been spoken about publicly. Ask him about it. Like, do you go to your back corner room? You and it's it's fascinating. Wow, guys. Okay, another another exemplary episode. It turns out of the Ramon Foster show uh, has just taken place. If you want to become, if you first of all, if you want to jump in on the merchandise train, uh, there are a lot of cabooses and cars in front of you this stuff is moving okay go to dkps.net slash ramon shop uh, you don't need the https you can just type dkps.net slash ramon shop keep it simple and, and it'll show up also if you want to become a member and we've had a bunch of new ones today uh including some gifts thank you Teresa, on that front uh, dkps.net slash join oh is the place to go. Uh, you said there was some before the show. I, I don't, I feel like it we was sign off until we can acknowledge. I forget who it was. Yeah. Who, uh, who that was before the show even started. I forget who it was, man. Thank you guys. It was like 15. It was a 10 and a five that was just distributed. I think, uh, uncle Maurice. Now I do have an uncle Maurice just got his membership too. Maurice said, came in. Guys. Yeah. Maurice got a uh, membership or maybe accepting one soon. Yeah, it's like Maurice, like you just can't come along and ask a question that's that good and say, Yeah, but I'm just passing. Yeah, through. see, thank you guys. Yeah. Much appreciated. I think he's getting or, or got it. Yeah, no, he's coming. You just okay. you can't ask a question like that and then just no, I'm just window shopping, fellas. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, don't do burnouts in our car and leave us, Maurice. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna do it again tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see you good people, man. All don't right. stick around. It's probably nothing here for you guys. Nope. Nope. You said you've never seen The Jerk, the Steve Martin classic? No, uh-uh, I hadn't seen that. In in the movie, Steve's character becomes a multi-billionaire because he he cre- he invents this thing called the Optigrab.
<laughs> I got her laughing over here. Yeah, right. Jolly Remember, chuckled <laughs> because it is like this. Yeah, this C-shaped thing. Wait, it gets better, right? This C-shaped device. Yeah, on the glasses because you, you, I, I'm constantly taking my glasses off and putting them back on. Yeah. So I mentioned to the optometrist the other day. Have you ever have you ever heard about the Optigrab? And the guy's like, he's talking about because he's not, you know, he's he he didn't see the movie just like you didn't, right? Yeah. The Optigrab turns out that in the movie. His character gets sued for like a zillion dollars, right? Because because the Optigrab makes everybody cross-eyed because everybody's staring at it. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's actually the, that's actually the thrust of the movie. No, I've never seen this, man. It's fantastic. No, James, I've never seen the jerk. No, oh, you're gonna you're gonna have some rain down on you here. This is you're this is like. Uh, when when I tell people I've never seen Animal House and they go, huh? You hadn't? No, I swear to God. Not once. I don't know why. I don't have anything wow. against it. To be fair, I only saw it whenever I got to Pittsburgh. Willie Colon loved that movie. Uh, and Coach Kugler did too. That was my first time seeing it. So yeah. Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen it, but the jerk I've seen maybe a thousand times. I gotta I mean, go I can- see this. When can I, 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 I can recite lines from it like off the top of my head. Well, I can recite lines from the movie Friday. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, you mean I'm going to stay this color? <laughs> Actually, the, very, the very first line of the movie is Steve Martin saying, yeah. I was I was born a poor black child. I've seen that clip You've seen before. That, right? I've and seen the clip. And he's on this patio like this from 100 years ago, Georgian, really poor, destitute family. 100 yeah. percent african-american across the porch and there's there's little steve is it <laughs> as, as, as white as chocks <laughs> everybody's oh saying God. it's a classic i gotta go check this out there i was born a poor black yeah. child and somebody tells him at some point i i think his 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 dad at some point sits him down on his knee and he has to break the news to him <laughs> he was adopted yeah and and he says steve says to him you mean I'm gonna stay this color? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's on my radar now. The jerk. That's on my radar now, man. Oh man. <laughs> oh well, All right, now everybody's gonna start. Everybody's gonna start quoting lines from the movie. All right, guys, let's do it again tomorrow. Uh, remember that it's Rapid Fire Friday. It is. Uh, come up with really specific questions. Don't tell them. What do you think of the Steelers? Give us like something really specific that Ramon can nail. What the 49ers, man. Ramon. I mean, specific on the Niners, too. Yeah. We're all right with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this right, guys. Good. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow. Peace.